This episode is brought to you by Shapeshift.io, the easiest, fastest, and most secure way to swap your digital assets. Don't run the risk of leaving your funds on centralized exchange. Visit Shapeshift.io to get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Creating a Humanist Blockchain Future. And in this episode, this is actually pulled from a talk and a panel that I moderated at Denver Startup Week. And in this one, we chat with Rain Rivera, who's the lead architect at Shapeshift Prism, and is also the co-founder of Maiden, a blockchain diversity startup. And so in the episode, we talk about diversity in blockchain. And But before we dive into the episode, I just want to talk a little bit about diversity in blockchain, because I think it can be a little bit of a controversial subject. Um, and for me, I want to say kind of two high-level points on it. The first is about this loop between technology and society, um, where we both inform uh, the technology that we make and then the technology informs us. Um, and there's this loop between us and technology. And this is one of the key kind of highest-level system loops that you can think about. And when we think about this, it just becomes so clear that we really, really need to think about our values because those values will be you know, reflected in the tech that's there. And you can hear this in the most recent podcast with Albert Wenger, you know, Trent McConaughey gave a, you know, a talk at, at 9984 Summit about the Ocean Protocol and the values that are within there. Sweetbridge gave this nine blog post outline of their values. So, so really, this concept of values is just crucial, I think is a little bit um, not emphasized enough. And, and you can argue whether diversity should be in that value set, but as long as we're thinking about values and thinking about that tech society loop, I think that's key. And then the other part here um, that actually Rain gave me the words for um, at the end of this talk that you'll hear is really thinking about, you know, the not only, so, so this is a systems level podcast at a high level, um, but it also has these pledges to um, decentralized power. And one of those pledges is by having at least 33% women on my podcast. And the way to think about that, that Rain helped help me with is thinking about the systems and, and thinking about the systems really as an object and what we're talking about, but then also thinking about the subject and thinking about who is talking about those systems, who is defining them. And that's just something to keep in mind as, as you go forward, where you, whenever you're evaluating a thing or looking at a thing, you can look at the thing itself, but you have to ask yourself, hey, who are the people that are defining it? Who are the experts? Who are we looking for um, to make decisions, to, to get advice from? And, and that's another crucial point. So with that, I uh, hope you enjoy the talk um, where Rain and I dive into diversity and blockchain. Enjoy. Okay, so, so Rain, could you, I guess... The way that I kind of think about this is um, we talk about decentralization as kind of a key underlying, almost like a value within this space. Um, say things are too centralized right now, we want to decentralize all the things. And one of those things um, that people don't often bring up as part of this is like the decentralization of who has power. Um, and, and, and specifically, which kinds of genders and uh, races and ethnicities are represented. And I think about this a lot as like a rich white male in America within the space. Um, so I guess, could you tell me first, before diving into how it's, or, yeah, could you, could you I guess, start first with talking about decentralization and whether or not, how it kind of, how do you think it kind of aligns with um, the kind of diversity and gender initiatives in this space? Yeah, I'm going to tackle that. Switch microphones. Yeah, let me switch There we go, that's better. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's a small question, I'll just tackle that right now. Um, so, 
Well, in, in just a word, so I'm the lead architect of uh, Shapeshift Prism, and I'm the co-founder of Maiden. And um, with Maiden, um, we are looking at the diversity of within the blockchain space a lot more. And um, so I have a rich experience on the engineering side, um, and then due to my psychology background, um, I'm aware of the social issues that are all around us, social issues in tech, social issues in finance, and like if you look at even just taking like one group um, of women, like the number of women in tech is this much, and then the number of women in finance is this much, and then the number of women in fintech blockchain is even smaller. Um, and so that's that's a problem. It's something we should be talking about. Uh, we in the blockchain space, right, the decentralized vision is one where there aren't these third-party intermediaries that are um, extracting too much value from the system, right? Peer-to-peer -peer allows um, that value to be exchanged and held um, and benefit the, the users themselves. And um, I think too often we talk about the potential of this technology and um, sort of glorify this decentralized future, and, um, and yet you go to a blockchain meetup, and if you look out into the crowd at a blockchain meetup, like this is your this is the future. Like is that is that really what we want? If there's no women in this space, you know we all have women in our lives. We all know people from different backgrounds, um, and so why you know why isn't why isn't that diversity um, and the intelligence that's innate to that diversity? And why aren't we ensuring that our future has that? Um, yeah, and and so to go back to your question, like where is that alignment? Um, you know, the, the intention of a, of a decentralized economy is, um, I would say, uh, democratization of uh, value transfers and democratization of wealth. And um, I think most people would agree, we also want a democratization of intelligence and a democratization of backgrounds. And it actually matters. It's actually not enough to say, I'm an engineer and I know this about the technology. It actually matters to say, I'm a woman, I'm a trans woman, and this is my experience being a trans woman in this space, and this is why I think this technology matters and what we can do with it. I really like that. I think it reminds me of another key thing that people talk about in this space, which is um, this Tlaib thought uh, concept around like anti-fragility and having like resilience within the system, and the ability to say, hey, if it's just a bunch of like, you know, rich white dudes in America that are, that are thinking about this, that's going to be, that's like a central point of failure, essentially. And people try to make systems that are trustless or that don't have trust points of failure. I think this is a version of that, but for kind of like at the human level. Um, so could you kind of talk a little bit more about what Maiden is trying to do in this space um, as a way to kind of solve this within the blockchain ecosystem? Sure. Um, I love the way you put that, that anti-fragility. Because um, really, yeah, if you're going you're to invest in a diverse portfolio, um, why not invest in a in a diverse um, economy, in a diverse society. Um, and to invest in diversity in society means that you listen to the diverse experiences that are there. It means that um, you care about different perspectives and you recognize the value in those. So um, Maiden is, uh, Maiden is, say, primarily an educational blockchain company. Um, we're a for-profit company with a social mission. And that social mission is about educating and empowering people with um, 
cryptocurrency skills and blockchain skills, anything from cryptocurrency investment to smart contract development. Um, really exciting to see like what Kirk talked about, like this educational initiative and blockchain is new enough, like eight, nine years old, that um, there's this huge gap in understanding. And so, um, you know, Consensus is a, is a leader in this space and they're taking on the education challenge. Um, and there's not a lot others that I, that I know, uh, so there's real need for it. And what's unique about Maiden is that we're taking on that educational challenge, but we're doing so in a socially conscious way, which is to say that it actually matters who we train up, and it actually matters who we give access. Because if it's just an open platform, then the people with the most access and the most resources are the ones that rise to the top. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like, and as you say, the, the opportunity, in, in one way, it's kind of sad in space to kind of compounds some of the existing power structures that exist. Like, you had a bunch of people in startups, in tech, in fintech, that were, you know, you know rich white males or banks or what have you. But as the um, as you're saying here, that it's also kind of the opportunity, which is say, hey, we're this at the very right beginning of this ecosystem, which kind of nascent. This is the time to really um, double down on the diversity from a human perspective in order to really make that happen. Um, so I like that. So tell me a little bit more. Something that I think about a lot in this space is like what I. This space is a lot of kind of um, whether it's libertarianism or crypto anarchism or things of that variety, and in kind of a self. You know, a self-sovereign. Like, what should I do in space? And so, I'd like to just get your kind of initial take. I have this podcast, and um, on the podcast, not even on purpose, just kind of by accident, um, the first six people on the podcast, the first six interviewees, were all like white males. Um, and I, and I realized it's not an accident. It's not an accident. No, totally, totally, totally. Um, so, tell me, like, what when when someone like me like realized that when you look at an event, like, wow, there's a lot of people like me here. And you have that underlying decentralization desire. What should I? How should I kind of think about me personally doing good work in space to kind of help this go forward? Yeah, thank you for that question. Um, I, I've, the beauty of blockchain is that people have a vision and have there's a shared vision of this space, and people are excited about creating an economy that's not so reliant on these central authorities. So people's hearts are there. You can feel it when you talk to them, um, and it's the nature of uh, privilege and access to resources to not really be aware of the kind of struggles that um, women or people of color or trans or queer people have in the same kinds of spaces. So um, your question about how you know how to help, one big thing is just naming it, like name what what your identity is. Um, be curious about other people's identities. Um, you know, don't avoid the the feeling of discomfort about bringing that up. Um, there's, there's a kind of myopic ideal that we shouldn't have to talk about identities and that we should just be talking about the content. Um, but that's not the reality we live in. We live in a massively interconnected reality, interdependent, where, where our origination actually factors in to every aspect of our lives and what we have access to. So, um, I mean, Maiden is attempting to create opportunities for a new culture, right, so that we can create meetups that are more inclusive we can create events that speak to different perspectives and um, so that people want to come back, right? A lot of the reason, like, you say how it's an accident, you know, that, like, wow, everybody, you know, all male or whatever that is, and there's so many factors that play into that, and um, you so often you don't hear about it. So if you have an event and 
a woman shows up in that event and feels like she doesn't have a place there, or that she's not respected if she talks about her experience being a woman, she's going to go home and not going to come back, and you're not going to hear about it. Um, so it's not your fault. I, I get the sense that people have really great intentions and hearts in the space, um, but the longer we don't talk about diversity and the incredible intelligence that is within diversity, if we want to unlock that intelligence, we need to name that and invite people in and ask people what's their experience. It's not offensive to honestly ask someone, what, what's it been like being a woman in blockchain? Or what's it been like being a person of color working in the tech space? Yeah, I think, yeah, I like that. I think just purely asking, it might be different person to person as well, saying, hey, what, being curious, what has it been like? Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. You're my master person from now on, okay? Sweet. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, acknowledging it and then being curious about what it has been like, and then I guess finally asking, how can I help? You know, I guess that try and prompt approach should be should be helpful. Um, this is the goal. Um, so, so talking from that was from an individual level a little bit, and, and what can like we as individuals do in this space? I guess another part of it is what how do you think kind of the system level and a lot of blockchain is kind of uh, you know we're talking about tokens and how you can kind of incentivize um, different kinds of behaviors within the space how do you think at that system level and changing the operating system or whatever humanity is a little big but um how do you how do you think about that side of things and what can we do at a system level to kind of uh, create more diversity within the space another small question yeah thank you <laughs> It, you're right that, that blockchain is giving us a means to incentivize um, all sorts of behaviors. I really, I, I love looking at blockchain through the perspective of incentive and through trust. And um, blockchain is the, it's an economic tool that allows us to shift the incentives so they're more alignment with our human values. Right? We forget that when we talk about technology, um, technology, technology, technology. Like we're doing all of this because there's some human value that we're wanting to amplify. And um, blockchain allows us to incentivize behaviors that are in alignment with that. And so it's a really interesting question. How can we incentivize diversity? How can we incentivize action? How can we incentivize organizing? Like you say, though, there's a lot of people working on this. And some things are kind of first step necessary before you get to those later stages. And that's like you know, financial inclusion is a big thing within the space. And saying, hey, that's, uh, you know, it's a big goal of you know, Shapeshift, a big goal of Coinbase to like kind of uh, you know, bank the unbanked and, and, and get them integrated in with this ecosystem. And so I think there's that at a, at a high level, and then later we can start to, to work also on these this other versions of diversity that exist. Yeah, the only thing I would add to that is we don't have to wait. Um, we can actually look at the space, and um, instead of just uh, the, having social impact, looking at like impact, is, it's almost like this one directional. Uh, kind of focus. It takes the focus away from the subject and puts focus on the object. What are we helping? Who are we helping? And I think a, a just as important, if not a better, question is who's doing the helping? Who is in the leadership position? And who are we listening to when we're seeking advice and seeking expertise in this space? I like that. Oh, thinking from the system level, the process level, how to do that. I guess to wrap up here, is there one final thing that you would say to people who are working in a space around things that we all can do to kind of make blockchain, like, because I imagine lots awesome future, I love to imagine it's like, blockchain is the place that all the other tech industries look at and say, wow, you're like killing it, that diversity, you know? Um, what can, what can, is there one final thought on top of mind for the things that we can do to, to kind of make that more of a reality? Sure. Uh, 
I talked to a good friend of mine um, who's really passionate about blockchain, and um, I brought up the diversity thing with him. He was surprised, like, oh, I hope nobody ever feels left out. And um, it was so heartfelt. And, um, and, and I, I think the first step is to recognize that there is unequal access, and it's not due to malintentions, but it's due to a system that is set up with unequal resources. And so first step is acknowledge that, and second step is start asking, like, recognize, communicate with the people around you, the people um, either in your company or in your personal connections that are talking about blockchain, and um, start to embody the normalcy of diversity. Start to say, like, hey, like, how can we get more women on this panel? That would seem, like, that would add a lot. Um, so people recognize the value, and instead of it being, like, the side thing, um, start talking about it in, main, in, in your main conversation. And when we bring people together and when we seek the experts, start looking for diverse perspectives. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Rain. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Shapeshift.io, the world's leading trustless digital asset exchange. Quickly swap between dozens of cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ether, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, Augur, Golem, and many more. And this is not your typical crypto exchange. You don't need to create an account or share your personal information, and your funds are never stored on Shapeshift. This means that your hard-earned digital wealth is never up for grabs by hackers or other malicious actors. To get started, visit Shapeshift.io, choose the tokens you'd like to swap, input your receiving address, and send your funds. It's that easy.